Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of emc2learning.com, the greatest community of educators around. Seriously, folks, stop on by. I think you will absolutely love what we have going on there. Today's episode is season six, episode 39. That's crazy. And... What, what, as you saw from the title, RPGs in the classroom, building a new world and resource. Uh, this is going to be a bit of, I'm, I'm in the development stage here for an EMC2 resource slash resources around this idea of adding RPG mechanics. And RPGs, for those of you that don't know, for those of you that are tuning in, even though the title was confusing, that's role-playing game. That's think Dungeons and Dragons. So how can we bring that world, that style, those mechanics into our classrooms? And, you know, John and I are working on this project. Uh, I'll be honest, it started back in summer, started in June. I started buying some RPGB games, uh, and I will tell you, I have only played one RPG, I think, in my life, and we've talked about it on here. It's The Quiet Year. You guys can check that episode out. It's a great RPG, but that's the only one I've ever played, and I loved it. And I guess that's where I want to start this topic, but I I want to put out here right now that I would love, love, love to hear from you guys. So if you could use the hashtag wellplayedpodcast and tag me at Mr. Matera for your thoughts on all of this. Is this something that you think would be cool? You think this idea sounds great? You think it's worth building out another, you know, whole resource or category around RPGs in the classroom? Uh, you know, you excited by this or nope, please move on to something else. It'd be good to hear from you guys on that. So if you could take a moment to sort of put that out there, that'd be great. All right. So diving into this, where I sort of fell in love with the idea, I am a board gamer by nature. Love it. I love the little world you're in. I love the mechanics of a board game where you really can strategize because the rules are stagnant, right? It is like playing a sport. You know you can make certain strategies in football because you understand that they have to get 10 yards to get four more downs, right? And you know where the touchdown is going to happen, right? The end zones are defined, right? So all sorts of strategies can happen because all that's defined. And that is interesting to me and fascinating. I fell in love with that. In an RPG, a role-playing game, so much of it is open. It's endless expansion because it is just story-driven. You, uh, by with your you know, fellow crew members, if you will, are kind of exploring this world linguistically with each other. And there are some mechanics around you know, maybe some of your abilities, and that might mean you have a what's called a skill check. And I used to be all like sort of intimidated by all of this, but it's so easy. It is just a set of rules and principles around your character. And so you can, you know, some of these RPG games define some of your skill sets. Sometimes each player can define their skill sets. And based on how strong or weak they are, that's how hard the die role becomes. You know, oh, you want to try to jump from this to that, but your agility is not that strong. So you need to roll two dice and you need to roll a 10 or higher to sort of make that jump. Uh, 
but somebody else that agility is really strong, maybe you're like, oh, you know, you have to roll two dice, and if you roll above a six, you get it. Oof, that's a lot easier on two dice to roll above a six. And then there's shades, right? Variations in there. If maybe you still succeed, right? Maybe you rolled a six, so you succeed, but it's not just a pass fail moment, right? The GM, which is the game master, they're the ones that kind of are, are the conductor of the story, right? They are not the most important though, right? The players are. You're going to try to like let the players have fun. You want the players to succeed, but you want the players to have to kind of work for it. So the GM might say, oh, you rolled a six. You were able to jump across there, but because you just made it, maybe you sprained your ankle, right? So you get to add some color commentary over that. It's not just pass fail. You succeeded in your die roll. No, 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 you succeeded, but there were some consequences to that succeeding. But maybe the two die, if they rolled 12, it's like, man, they like a ballerina just jumped over that chasm, landed on the other side and continued to run. That's great. So... You know, there can be variations of success and failure. And maybe you rolled a five and failure wasn't too bad. You jumped across the cabin, but you didn't fall and die. Maybe you are hanging on the cliff now. You know, you didn't make it and continue to run. You landed more on the side of the cliff and you're hanging on, you're clutching. And now that player is going to have to deal with that situation, right? And now that adds interesting mechanics and storylines around it. Uh, because maybe the bad guy's catching up to him. Maybe the other party members now have to they find a rope and throw it down to you or whatever right now they have to figure that challenge out and this is the space that i i I will admit i find rather intoxicating because anything can come up right like that story i just made up i don't have that in my show notes or anything i just made that up on the spot and this is where i think it's exciting because it is truly endless and expansive and that it flexes that creative muscle the, the muscle that we really want when we talk about college and career readiness, a piece of that, kind of the magic glue, the mortar, as I talk about, that connects all the bricks is that creativity. Content is just the, the cold brick. And while that ends up building the whole facade of a house, it just sort of crumbles and falls without the mortar. And it, that that's that creativity. That's that player choice. That's where they're putting their stamp on it that all of a sudden those bricks hold together. They have the content. They memorize the content because they were in a story. And it. And if you look at research on sort of the, the power of being connected to a story, I think there's something here. So John and I decided, okay, Michael, you know, dive into that world because I didn't own anything, right? While I own 500 board games or something, I own nothing in terms of that world. So I, I don't know, bought... worth of manuals for all sorts of different games, different themes, different mechanics. And I've been diving into those to see, can we make, hopefully, a couple resources, maybe a whole category of resources around RPGs and, and make them sort of micro, make them sort of small, something that you could do in a day, something you could do in a week, you know, something you could do with your kids that would fit your content, so make it content agnostic right that the 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 role-playing game it's more the the structure not the theme right the theme you'll bring if you're reading about the romans if you're reading esperanza rising in your fifth grade classroom then that could be the world if you will and you're a character in that world uh you know there's all sorts of ways to sort of use it theme wise and that's that's the other thing so cool the themes because when you start to look into rpgs you realize that they're not restricted or contained by 
the artwork that an artist can do or the the board game like what what mechanics can the board game have and board game mechanics usually have to align with themes so you know there is some hamstrung moments that a designer has when you're designing a board game and trying to connect it to theme but in in rpgs where it's just a story and they have endless expansion and adding a whole nother thing to the story a whole nother place a whole nother world there's no cost to that you don't have to build another board you don't have to think of another artist to make well now make the whole forest world oh now they're going to go to the mountains now they're going to the desert make a whole desert board right they don't have to do any of that so rpgs the themes the, the things i looked into it's, it's unbelievable. I'm in the middle of reading one. Here's a here's an example. <laughs> I mean, the themes are so crazy and endless and interesting. I bought one because it was highly rated, but I never would have thought this would have been a thing if you asked me. It's called The Warren. And the whole theme, the whole storyline is you're, you're actually a bunch of bunnies. And your sort of area is getting sort of destroyed by, you know, human, you know, I think they were making a farm or whatever, and your your world's getting a little disrupted, and you and your fellow bunnies have to sort of go to safety and do this, and it's not cutesy at all. So while you hear me say bunnies, and maybe you already have turned off the podcast, it's not like that. I mean, this is like heady, deep conversations about love, loss, helping each other, um, characters are going to come and go not in the nicest of ways but the way you and your group humbly dare i say kind of hold each other through this emotional experience that you're having and yes you're talking about bunnies but substitute that in your mind for anything substitute that for you it is a story of hardship and overcoming that hardship and the themes it explores is um, unbelievable uh, there was another RPG that I've read the rule set for, not for classroom use, but again, I'm just trying to learn this world of RPGs. There's one that's called Alice is Missing, and the entire RPG takes place on your cell phones, actually. You guys come together, and you do not speak. Everything's texting to each other about Alice missing, and the whole theme exists within inside this cell phone world of if, if a kid had gone missing and we're looking for them and the clues and the story all gets driven by your group messaging as well as your side messaging to each other individually. That's fascinating to me that they have made a world in which that worked thematically and the experience that you have changes because of that. Uh, it's, it's unbelievable and it's exciting to me. So here's sort of the thing. What? How does this make you feel? Hearing this world, hearing that maybe there's going to be five, six, nine resources, maybe an EMC two that will help us tap into the power of telling stories, help us tap into the creative nature where kids will obviously be living in a world where our content exists, right? So we can actually get kind of the best of both worlds. We get that creative story driven, exploratory. You're not tied down by anything. You could kind of go in any direction. Maybe you have some player sheets, some character sheets. That would be awesome. You have dice. Dice is so fun. You know that I love dice. That produces some epic moments where they were able to jump across the chasm fully and dance across it like a ballerina. And there are other moments where they're clutching to the side of the cavernous 
divide and they're now their group members have to save them like oh wow like what an interesting world content 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 can be all packed around that think in an english class a creative writing class obviously creative writing but anything even you're reading great gatsby to live in the world of great gatsby to explore that world to become the characters your understanding of that book to rewrite that book a wee bit because you've explored it from the inside not the outside looking through the glass window you are inside the house now like that is gotta produce a different world so i'm curious how you guys think about adding an rpg element to emc2 is it worth the time do we explore this uh, any advice of, you know, make sure the resources, this, that, or the other. I would absolutely love to hear from you on that. Uh, and, you know, again, thank you so much for always being a part of the well-played community. It's a, I, it's an absolute joy to talk to you guys and hear from you guys. And I hope you guys are continuing to add to your classrooms that that joy that freedom that comes from uh, playing a game and being fun with your kids. As always, have a good day and play on.